0: Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. She had known nothing at all of the natural world when she was raised in the city and yet felt herself very wise in its ways. And now, after having faced it in all her extremity, and after having learned so much, she sensed how deep her ignorance ran and felt dizzy by all that remained to be learned. Lauren Groff, The Vaster Wilds, I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, I'm joined by my cousin and friend Ashley Sherlock to go off the shelf as we talk about what we're reading, watching, listening to, and buying this fall. September is a big month for The Bookshelf and for Thomasville. This month, we're helping the Thomas County Library relaunch our Area 1 book program. For 10 years, the Thomas County Library has hosted South Georgia's first and only one book program, where our entire community reads the same book together and celebrates that book with a variety of literary events. This year, we're reading You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy, and our celebration of Murphy's book will culminate in a visit from the author at the Thomas County Board of Education Auditorium on Thursday, September 28th. Tickets are $10 and can be found in-store at the bookshelf or online at onebookthomascounty.org. You have plenty of time to get tickets and to read You're Not Listening along with us. So grab your copy at the bookshelf, the library, or read along with us from far away by snagging a copy at your own library or local indie. Or shop with us online. Visit onebookthomascounty.org for more details about this year's events. We hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Man, it's been a long time. It really has.
1: I mean, an entire quarter since we've done this, but also maybe that same amount of time since I have seen you in person.
0: (laughs) I think we saw each other. I wanted Caroline, our, our cousin, your sister, my cousin. She plans these get togethers with us every month. And I think we did one in July, but I don't think we did one in August. And I think that's why we're thrown off
1: we definitely missed august we had we had a good stride we really did but then once you once you miss it it feels like you've missed a lot
0: yes so this will be a real in real time catch up if you are new to the podcast ashley is a former bookshelf staffer and she'll still pop in the shop from time to time she and i run the store what is that holiday open house together mhm so you'll see her at the shop she also runs her own what? A communications firm? What do you call that? What do you call what you do? <laughs> no, please don't call me a firm. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. A one-person firm. <laughs> she runs a communications firm.
1: It's uh I it's could be a PR content. person. You totally could, but it's content management slash creative direction.
0: There we go. So that's what she does in her air quotes spare time. We'll put a link in the show notes if you want more info. But we get together every quarter to talk about what we're reading watching listening to and buying it's just kind of a check-in and i do want to just acknowledge the elephant in the room whenever i watch some of my favorite tv shows i always try to guess like if somebody is sick because their voice is different and i just want to acknowledge that my (laughs) voice is different because i am in fact sick i feel okay but i'm on day six i believe of this cold that will not go away um it is not, according to all tests I have taken. It is not COVID. It is not strep. It is not the flu. But it's also something that could not be killed by a steroid shot. So I don't know. Somebody ch- somebody, figure out what's in a cold and channel that because <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I also just read a news article that said Sudafed is useless. Did you know that? Listen, I saw that you posted that on Instagram and I did not click through because I use Sudafed. I use you know and, why? Because it's what our mothers say. Our mothers say Zyrtec at night, Sudafed during the day. Yeah, and I if it's
1: a placebo, I I can't I can't do any research because it works for me. It makes me feel good.
0: Okay, it works for me typically. However, this season, this this cold that I've had, my the doctor that I went to, not my personal doctor, but the doctor I went to at the walk-in clinic was like mucinex baby use mucinex so i have been taking mucinex which newsflash everybody that's a horse pill (laughs) that's a giant horse pill that you have to swallow and i've been doing that for six days and i feel worse than the day i began and then i posted that to instagram that thing about sudafed do you know how many dms i got that were like yeah you're supposed to be going behind the counter i said excuse me what without a prescription can you do that did you know this Wait, what are you talking about? Sudafed's always behind the counter. No, Sudafed's over the counter. You can get that at the drugstore, like out on the shelves. Really? I thought, it, oh, maybe I'm thinking, oh, no, that's a Leave D that's behind the counter. Okay, but so there's stuff you can buy behind the counter. I didn't know this. I thought behind the <laughs> counter was for prescriptions. Oh, okay, wait,
1: you, you you just have to show your ID for Sudafed so you don't make meth.
0: Yes, but but you can still buy it, like, on the off the shelves off the rack yeah no one needs to know any of this i'm just here to say if i sound like that episode of friends where phoebe buffet has a sexy voice <laughs> that's because i'm sick <laughs> you don't sound to that different to me okay that's what aaron and olivia said today so it, maybe it's that my ears are clogged i sound terrible to me <laughs> let's talk about what we're reading which is an interesting thing to talk about on this mostly book-oriented podcast but i'll be real Uh, I've just had a cold for six days. And so the reading has been limited. But I will start because I want to tell you about the Lauren Groff book because I think you are going to like it. Please do. I
1: just downloaded it from LibroFM.
0: Okay. I'll be very curious to know about the listening experience, but I actually think you might prefer the listening experience because I loved it. I was very reluctant only because I loved Matrix so much I fell in love with that medieval nun story so hard and I just wasn't sure how she was going to follow it up with this story about a young girl who's surviving in the wilderness in a 1609 landscape I just thought do I care about this era in history which have we talked about Roanoke on this podcast before not you and me Okay. Do you know, do you know about Roanoke? How interested are you in Roanoke? Croatan? Croatone? <laughs> what are you
1: saying?
0: <laughs> I feel dumb. I feel like there are two types of people in this world. Like this could be a personality quiz. Like, do you know what Croatone is or do you not?
1: Wait, we did. We did not talk about this on the podcast, but we talked about it at the store a long time ago. Continue.
0: Okay. So this book, that Lauren Groff has written is perfect if you know what Croton is. And basically that, that is what propelled me to, I was always going to try it because I love Lauren Groff, but I just wasn't sure I was going to fall in love with it. And then I did. I mean, it's a, it's a survival story. I think she's kind of turning the genre a little bit up on its head because typically at least growing up, the survival stories that I got felt very, masculine and male driven and so this is a young girl she has flee fleed mm. fled fled sorry y'all that's the <laughs> that's the Musedex talking. oh she's fled the Jamestown settlement um because there is a famine and she thinks she can kind of survive in the wilderness on her own. My understanding is that Lauren Groff was inspired a little bit by Robinson Crusoe. so it's a great survival story. when Hunter and I were talking about it he said, I really don't know how Lauren Groff made a book essentially where nothing happens. So compelling. I think the chapters are short. The book itself is not very long. And Hunter's right. Nothing happens. Maybe like hugely climactic or bombastic, but stuff is happening all the time because she's surviving in the wilderness and it's it's what is happening to her. The reason I think you might enjoy the audiobook experience is because Lauren Groff is playing a lot with language and a lot of the writing, maybe you could even tell in the quote that I said at the top of the episode, but a lot of the language feels very intentionally rooted in like Elizabethan 1600s language. It's never hard to read. I never found it difficult, but she is being true to the time, which if you read Matrix, she did kind of a similar thing there with this story about a medieval nun. So basically, I just trust Lauren Groff forever and always. Um, The fact that she writes these books that are all so completely different from each other is astounding to me. She's incredibly talented. I think she's one of the great novelists of our time. And I think you'll really like it. Please report back on the audiobook version.
1: Okay, now I'm super excited uh, because I also like Lauren Groff. But since you said she's, it's about her surviving in the wilderness, which is essentially nothing but also a lot, I've just been thinking a lot lately about how really just staying alive is a full-time job, and nobody ever taught us about that. No. <laughs> like staying healthy, listening to your body, getting the right form of exercise, get, eating the right diet for what you need. Like that is a lot of work. So like seemingly nothing is happening, and yet everything is.
0: Oh, that's so true. I preach it! I went and got a mammogram yesterday, and I left and thought, which, go get your mammograms?" That's my PSA. Uh, but I did think to myself: I got home and I looked at Jordan. I said, "Having a body is hard work." Yes. Why don't we it's talk such about hard that. work? Why do we not teach know. that in school? I think it's one of the revelations of the Barbie film. I mean, not. I don't want to. I don't want to commandeer anybody's time with Barbie, but I do. Well, I, I have a Barbie <laughs> reference later too. <laughs> Um, have you been reading anything? What are you reading?
1: Okay, so not a ton, but I've uh, I've been doing some traveling in the past month and a half. And there's a book called The Gulf by Rachel Cochran, and that has been my companion for most of it. Oh, good. It's an ARC that you gave me. Did you read it or no? No, I gave it. I hope it was good. Okay, I think it was good. Um, it's a small town drama. There's queerness and Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, Southern, Southern, right. Southern, (laughs) uh, Southern Gothic noir, um, a flawed heroine. Um, and she's the one who's, uh, trying to figure out what happened in the death of a local matriarch, uh, who she Mm. loved deeply. I was engulfed, if you will. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) We love a pun. I took this book to a restaurant a couple of times and, ate dinner and read by myself and it was very lovely and I forgot to pay attention to anything that was happening in the restaurant because I was paying attention to this book. Oh,
0: that's a good sign. I enjoyed it. Oh, well, I was very curious about that one. So I'm thrilled to hear the report back. I, the only other one I really think I'll talk about today is, a kind of quiet mystery suspense that does not come out until later this fall. Because really, that's what I've been reading. I've been reading in preparation for all of the fall literary lunches, the fall shelf subscriptions, that kind of thing. And so I read Tim Johnston's latest book called Distant Sons. I'm pretty sure Olivia and I will be talking about this on a future podcast episode because after I read it, I loaned it to her. And we just both really like Tim Johnston. He is right up there with, I don't know, maybe Peter Heller or... If you like literary-driven suspense books, um, I think he's fantastic. And I don't feel like people talk about him enough. But I loved his first book, Descent, which I think came out in 2015. So I've been a fan of his for a long time. This is his latest. Uh, feels very reminiscent of essay. Cosby. Um, oh, dear. Or is it Crosby? I don't know, y'all. It's the cold. Give me grace. But this is about two down-on-their-luck men who their paths cross at the same time in this tiny Midwestern town. And they do some work on the town recluse's recluse's, um, house. And as they do that, they realize that back in the day, this man whose house they're working on, he was accused of, of killing some children in the area. He was never found guilty. It's kind of one of those small town rumor mill type of things. And just a quiet, really well done suspense unfolds. When I say quiet... Some people might be thinking, oh, she must mean boring, but I don't mean boring at all. It is very perfectly plotted, um, but I was never bored. I just think he's a master of the, yeah, the literary suspense novel. And his new one is really great that you could pre order now. So that's Distant Sons by Tim Johnston. And Fall, I'm always looking for like a hunker down with it mystery. That is going to, you know, summer, I feel like I want to fly through one, but in the fall, I want to kind of get sucked in and spend a little more time. And I think this would fit the bill.
1: Okay. I have one more that I can talk about that I hope I didn't talk about before, but I don't think I did. Um, Please tell me if you remember, but it's called Paper Names by Susie Loaugh. Okay. I believe I looked it up before and I can't remember, but um, the pronunciation.
0: Did you read this one?
1: Yeah. Okay, really? I was surprised by that because
0: I thought it might not be enough for you. Yes, I loved this book. (laughs) Okay. I loved it. I thought it was so good. I think it was one of my shelf subscriptions, actually. Really?
1: Well, then I don't need to tell you, but for for the listeners, uh, it's (laughs) it's a debut novel with um, multiple points of view. It's the immigrant story of a man named Tony and his daughter, Tammy, uh, who are a Chinese American family getting by in life in Manhattan plus a wealthy character named Oliver for whom Tony was the doorman. Um I thought it was I listened again to the audiobook and it was it was just an easy read for me I feel like and quick but engaging.
0: Yes, that's such a good way to put it because it ha- to me it has a lot of depth but it is a short book. Um and I don't know. I th- I think there's something to be said for an author who can put a lot of depth in a story that doesn't have a large page count. and I, I liked all the characters. I was very invested. Okay, let's talk about watching. What are we watching? <laughs>
1: um, well, I'm in the season of comfort shows. So the really, the only thing that I can remember watching um,
0: is Superstore. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that your show that you picked to kind of watch during this difficult season?
1: Yeah, so I asked my Instagram followers for um, comedy recommendations because, um, like, I needed something different than my go-to's, but I also like need, needed help picking something new. And I had seen part of Superstore before, but I don't think I ever finished it. Like, I'm pretty sure I've passed. I'm on season three, and I think I'm past wherever I left off before. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so dumb and so <laughs> nice, like. I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, I have some ideas, but like, it's just easy peasy. And then earlier, I mean, maybe last week, America Ferreira, uh, one episode in season three, America Ferreira referenced Margot Robbie.
0: Oh, how (laughs) funny. No, I don't
1: even, I don't remember the context, but I I just remember pausing and being like, well, she talked about Margot Robbie. Did she know then what we know now? And it just, it made me happy for no reason. Oh, I
0: love when that happens. (laughs) Um, I, wa- Jordan and I watched Superstore mm, mm, a few years ago. I can't remember. It was fun. And I think even obviously small business retail is different from big box business retail, but there's still some crossover. <laughs> like, I think if you've worked retail, you definitely see some oh, similarities. Yeah. I also am in my comfort watching era I started my annual, is it annual? I don't even know. But I started a, a rewatch of Gilmore Girls. I don't know that it has been every era. I feel like post the podcast Gilmore Guys, I didn't do a ton of Gilmore Girls rewatching. But I watched some of it last year and it does feel very fall to me and is a fun thing to have on in the background while like decorating my house or cleaning my house. And it feels a little bit like coming home. I don't know. So I'm, I've am i been rewatching Gilmore Girls. I'm back watching friends while I cook my dinner. Um, I say that because Jordan and I traveled a lot this summer and I didn't cook very much. Uh, so so it's nice to have like my evening routine back. Um, and then everybody who follows me on Instagram, everybody, I feel like I've talked about this a lot. I'm I'm still we just finished the last episode ever of X-files and Ashley, we watched nine seasons of X-files since May.
1: Wait, how many months is that? That's a quarter, right?
0: Uh, yeah. Wow. Sure. It, it is too many episodes, but we just had the best time. And we still get cable because I guess we're old. And also in Thomasville, all of your stuff is kind of wrapped up together. So your trash, your water, and your TV. <laughs> and your cable. Um, yeah. So we still get cable. So we realized the other night that I think there's I don't even know if it's the sci-fi channel. It's called Comet. There's a channel called Comet. And on Comet, they do Buffy the Vampire Slayer at eight and nine. And at 10 o'clock, it's X-Files. So we just turn on X-Files at 10 o'clock again as we go to bed, even though we've seen all the episodes now. I just there's something comforting. And I don't know, I haven't found a ton new in the last couple of months that I've just been dying to watch. Like, Post succession, I just kind of feel like
1: eh, whatever. So well, we're in the writer's strike era too, right? Which has something to do with it,
0: right? Right. So Gilmore Girls, X Files, and then you know what else it is? It's my Go Knowles era. It's my We're ranked number three in the AP era. I'm watching a lot of college football. <laughs> I freaking love this time of year. In the, in the AP, what's the AP? You know, the Associated Press, Advanced Placement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the advanced placement. Um, no, look, the Seminoles have not been good in a really long time. I mean, we had a decent season last year. I'll take, I'll take that back. But also, it was just hard to be a fan of FSU during the Jimbo era. I did not enjoy Jimbo. And so to get to watch the Seminoles and Mike Norvell is delightful. And I really, all joking aside, I just love college football season and I love watching the, with a book in my hand, one of our listeners, I posted that to Instagram and she was appalled. She thought I took books to football games. (laughs) And I just want to say here and now that I am not Rory Gilmore. I do not take books to football games. I watch those games. I know what's happening. And I do read a book when the game is on my TV, because there's a lot of downtime, like when plays are under review or... That's true. Yeah, when there's a commercial. So I love reading during college football season. And it's probably the one spot on our Venn diagram where there is no overlap. Well, can you tell me if I am correct in this assessment? I
1: think Mike Norvell is Ted Lasso. I
0: hope so. He makes me, he gives me Ted Lasso vibes. I mean, so far it's going well. So far it's going well. I think. I think because he throws the game ball to the band, that feels like a Ted Lasso move. Like he throws the game ball to the marching chief. Yeah. And then Gen Z, I asked Kendall, resident Gen Z member of the Bookshelf staff. But when Caroline and I went to the game, um, we went to the LSU-FSU game, and we were kind of adjacent to the student section. And the FSU girlies love Mike Norbell. Like, he came on screen on the big Jumbotron and they like giggled. They love him. And so I was I asked Kendall if this is a Gen Z thing. Like, do people have crushes on Mike Norvell? And she said, as a representative of Gen Z, she was like, I don't know. But we all the student body really likes Mike Norvell, which I always think is a good sign. oh I love that. See,
1: I like I like the heart behind the game.
0: Yeah, I do too. So I don't know, by the time this episode comes out, FSU may have lost, but <laughs> But we are fun to watch right now. And to me, it has been a minute. Last season, we were fun to watch as well. But again, the Jimbo era was tough for me as a person. And so I just feel like, oh, this is fun again. So it's fun again. Like I like I bought a t-shirt. I bought an FSU t-shirt.
1: That's how you know it's real.
0: Yeah. I have buttons in my cart. Uh, art by Nikki. I don't know if you follow her. What a oh, delight. Yeah. yeah. I want some of those buttons the spear pen. I'm I'm here. I'm ready, man. Do you think it's post Taylor? Did Taylor Swift do this where now I'm like all in on fandoms? Maybe like I'm reading X-Files fan fiction. I'm wearing clothes to Barbie. That doesn't make a lot of sense to you. I, I admit I do feel a little left out,
1: but see, if I if I start, then I'm just going to go way too hard and I don't have the capacity to go all in on something like that.
0: I don't think you would go all in, but I do think you could go to a game and eat some nachos and have a good time. If, let me tell you this, if Caroline, not bookshelf staffer Caroline, cousin, friend, sister Caroline, if she gets tickets like she did last year to the bougie, to the, what is that called? The box. Yeah. If she gets those, you got to do that. That's when you should get in. Will you come too? Yeah, of course. You bet. You bet. (laughs) That food was amazing. That food was amazing. I just don't know what to do. And I don't, uh,
1: I'll go for the food, but also I'll feel bad if I just sit there and eat the whole time. Oh, you shouldn't.
0: I think that's what a lot of people do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cheer hard enough for all of us. That's what I do when Caroline and I go. Caroline has a great time, but she does not cheer. And no, did she tell you at the game, the LSU game, somebody turned around and like made her high five him every time we scored a touchdown? hilarious (laughs) hilarious <laughs> no, she did. it was hilarious he like he you know he was the kind of guy who like he turned around and he was like smile we just scored which caroline sherlock she told me later she said i just wish people knew that you can be happy without showing it on your face and i thought that is so true caroline but she also was a good sport and gave him a high five every time we scored a touchdown oh good for her yeah which was very sweet of her and Anyway, but like she goes and she watches, but you can just go and enjoy the food. I I do all the chants for us. I'm Chris Butterworth's daughter and I can do that. Oh, I can participate in a chant. I do have all those memorized. Okay, then you'll you'll be fine. Also, I'm convinced and we're going to get we're going to get emails about this and that's fine. I'm convinced um we have some of the best pre-game in the country.
1: Oh, Absolutely. Okay, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I go, I'll go. i go for Chief Osceola and Renegade and the Marching Chiefs all day long. The
0: Marching Chiefs? All <gasps> did, day. Did Caroline tell you the Marching Chiefs um, set for Halftime was Disney-themed? They. She did. It was so good. They did a Friends, like all the Friends songs from Disney because they were like, this goes out to our friends in Orlando and on the LSU team, which I thought was so sweet. Oh, wait, I have goosebumps right now. (laughs) Okay. They did so many things. I couldn't even take video. It was so amazing. But like they did a video or they they marched into formation to spell out Pixar. Yeah. Okay. And then they became the lamp Mm -hmm. in Pixar. Do you know? Yeah. And then they smushed the eye with the lamp. Oh, my goodness they did it was that's awesome I could could not and like you should have heard the you should have heard the millennials and students section like screaming while the sweet old man next to me he really did look like Santa he looked at me he said what are they doing and I was like the Pixar logo the jumping lamp like I was so excited it was wild oh you're such a millennial my goodness but that's (laughs) lovely Yeah. So that's what I'm watching on TV. And when Caroline will grant me a ticket in real life, I am watching college football. (laughs) She invited me to
1: that game, but I declined.
0: I know. We did miss you, but it was fun uh, to do a two of us trip because normally you and I do two of us trips. So that's what I told her. I said, Annie and I always hang out. You can have a turn. Yeah, it was fun. I sound like an old lady. Y'all are babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) And I always <laughs> you, wow. Thanks so much. No, it feels like the opposite. <laughs> um, okay. Any other watching we should know about? I'm trying to think, but no, it's Superstore and TikTok pretty much. Yeah. I, it is what it is. Um, I just think fall is cozy season, and cozy season is, to me, just comfort stuff.
1: Oh, I will say, did I talk about this on the last one? I did watch Beef, and I loved Beef.
0: Oh, I liked Beef, too. I think we did talk about that. It's not fallish, but worth my time. It was intense. It, if I mean, people should watch it, it, because you're right, it's not really a fall show, but it was very much a summer road rage show. Oh, man, I was stressed. Yeah, I was stressed, too. But I had to know. Had to know what was happening. I think that's the thing is now that it's fall, I really don't want to be stressed. It's it's getting to be busy yeah. time at the bookshelf. So I just want cozy. Cozy. All right. What are you listening to?
1: Okay, I really only have one for this, but it's, I, w- I wish I was listening to Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, but I haven't done that yet.
0: I wish I was too. <laughs> I haven't either.
1: <laughs> okay, I meant to today. I'm
0: so behind.
1: Okay, okay, good. Maybe we can talk about that next time. Um, but I am listening to Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. Oh. I have never listened. I don't, I don't think to anything by Phoebe Bridgers on purpose, um, but someone played this for me in the car and now I have it on
0: repeat. Oh, okay. um, I'm starting my fall playlist, so maybe I'll give that a whirl. My summer playlist, I think, turned out excellent. Very proud of it. Loved it. Got me through the summer. Lots of great memories. But it's fall now, and the vibes are different, and it's a shift. I got to figure out what the shift is. I do like Miley Cyrus's new song. When I was young? Yeah. It makes me feel things, though.
1: Right. Well, have you seen any of her? I think it's a TikTok series of her like watching a video from when she was a kid and giving like a commentary about it. Yes. Oh, that's that makes me feel things.
0: Yes. Agreed. So I really I like that song, Um, but I, I definitely want to listen to Olivia Rodrigo. I've seen all the fun memes and stuff about, you know. 30-somethings who love her music and makes us feel like angsty teens and there's a real crossover I don't know if you've seen the memes that are like Olivia Rodrigo fans and it's a lot of Freaky Friday content oh yeah I saw a bunch of those today man as somebody who tried real hard to find the Freaky Friday soundtrack driving around Tallahassee found it at Borders me, Rachel Hartsfield and Kelsey Burke like drove around and (laughs) uh, we thought we were going to be the three girls in the band yeah you did yeah like we totally did (laughs) And so I feel like... Can any of you play an instrument? Piano, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Rachel Hartsfield was a... Oh, dear. She's going to get mad. A majorette. Oh, that's right. I, I thought about Whoa. baton. I
1: forgot Yeah, about Rachel that. was a
0: majorette. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's almost like playing an instrument. Sure. <laughs> I have not been listening to a lot except speaking of audiobooks that we were talking about earlier i have been listening to one called land of milk and honey this is by c pam zong she wrote these hills are these hills is gold i believe is the name of it um uh, but what i have to say about this book is it's post-apocalyptic did you see the movie mm, did you see the movie the menu did we talk about this with Anya Taylor Joy? Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about okay. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think this is the literary equivalent, where it's set in, set after a climate crisis, and there's a bougie, exclusive restaurant in like the Italian Alps, and somehow they're still able to grow good food and to like take good care of animals because really we're living in a pretty bleak landscape where there's smog in the air and so nobody's eating like they used to be eating except at this one exclusive restaurant and this woman becomes a chef there and she's trying to figure out how they're doing this like are they doing anything nefarious or is it just that they've figured out how to grow things with this new change in the environment but the audiobook narration, I just have to give a shout out. The narrator is Eunice Wong. The audiobook narration is fantastic. So I'm not done with it. It's super weird, um, really good, but I'm not finished yet. So I can't attest to it entirely. But I wanted to put it here because the audiobook is so great. The narration is so good.
1: Okay, Now I scrolled past that one when I was looking at uh, Libro.fm earlier, but now I'm very into it.
0: Yeah, it's an ALC if you're, yeah, what you're doing, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, what are you buying? Okay, I have two things. Number one, Trader Joe's Cacio e Pepe puffs. <gasps> what? I was just at Trader Joe's. Dang it! No, I really, I think you're gonna love these. Have you ever had Cacio e Pepe before? Yeah, baby. Okay, these they're like Cheetos, but way better okay. because they're smaller. Okay, and they taste they taste like real food. Very peppery, obviously. But, like, they'll fit in your mouth and you don't have to, like, take a bite. Like, you have to do a puffy Cheeto. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> I i don't know how many servings are in a bag, but I usually finish a bag in two. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Highly recommend. They're very delicious.
0: Okay. That's so exciting. I was just at Trader Joe's doing my, like, pumpkin rounds, you know. Oh, yeah. You're going to love these. Oh, Trader Joe's. You follow Christine Rigo, our friend Christine.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm on her close friends list, baby. Getting those Trader Joe's snacks.
0: Yeah, getting those Trader Joe's wrecks. Um, that's how I know what to buy at Trader Joe's. I did just buy my dark chocolate peanut butter cups from there that I love. Yeah, so, so good. Here's the deal. While I was at home convalescing and couldn't focus on anything, I'm ashamed to say I did a lot of looking at the Explore tab on my Instagram. Now, whoa! I know normally that is a very bleak place, but I was looking for fall decor, mm-hmm. which was really hard to find. It wasn't what I was looking for; was hard to find. People are spending a lot of money on fall decor, to which I say, "Good for you, not for me." Like, like I, I don't know how people are doing it. Just kidding, I do. They're getting paid to do it. But <laughs> all the fall ladies. On Instagram Reels, many of them had fake leaf garland. Now, normally I abide by the nester and my mother's rules, which are real over fake. But I'm here to tell you, we just don't, we just don't have that here. It's not an option. It's going to be hot here until the end of November. Some Thanksgivings, we are in shorts. Many Thanksgivings, we are in shorts. And I found the fakiest looking fake leaf garland... And I don't want any shame here. I got it. I got it from Amazon. Okay? I did. I bought it from Amazon. I was sick with a head cold and I did it. I bought it. Okay? And you know what? I don't regret it. It came with two strands. I hung one over my sink and one in our bedroom. Could have doubled up uh, to make it look fuller. But it is bringing me so much joy. It's battery-powered, light-up leaf garland. And they're bright orange fake-looking leaves. And I... I love it so much. It brings me so much happiness and it is what it is. That's what I wanted to say. Go buy fake leaves if you want.
1: (laughs) I saw your Instagram video. It was very cute and I think they look good.
0: Is this episode of From the Front Porch unhinged?
1: It is. It does feel different. (laughs) Can I say one more thing?
0: Oh, yeah. I've got another one. You go ahead.
1: I just want to talk about something that was bought for me by a very kind someone. Yeah. She sent me a box of cookies from assorted cookies from Spoonful of Comfort. Have you heard of this company?
0: No, writing it down.
1: <laughs> it's, I think, this is a fantastic go to. Uh, if you want to send something to someone who is experiencing something, <laughs> can I be more vague? <laughs> So I had, I had a death in the family recently and, um, someone sent me this box of cookies from this company that specializes in just sending you comfort food. Um, there's, they have cookies and I think they have soup and maybe a couple of other things. Um, but it seems I lo- I did look them up. It seems easy to do. You can pick out the flavors and however many you want to send. And it's just a very, very nice thing to give to another person.
0: Oh, that's so delightful. What a great idea a fantastic idea. Well, I like this too because I have a lot of friends all over the country. That sounded like a brag. It's really not. I, I don't have
1: that. <laughs> I have so many friends. I really don't have
0: that many friends. What I really am trying to say is I have... A lot of friends who live away from me. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm trying to say. And your friends are spread out. My friends are spread out. And whenever they have a baby or something like that, I always mail flowers. Like I, you know, I'll send them flowers. But I like this idea of a little a little comfort food. This is so great.
1: Yeah. Right. It's really nice and easy peasy sounding too.
0: Okay. I'm going to look that up. We'll put a link in the show notes. The only other thing I wanted to say is it's candle season. I love a candle. I have one now, I think, in every room in my home. Uh, I don't light them all at once. That would feel excessive and too many scents. (laughs) There's a scent from the bookshelf, that brand we found at Market. Yes. Okay. Which one? You know it. It's the one you loved. It's the Tumalo cider one.
1: Oh, I loved that one. And then it was, it was like a mountain man, man in the mountains or something.
0: Yes. Mount Bachelor. Mount Bachelor. We
1: <laughs> we put one of those on hold for me?
0: Yes, I will. Nobody buy it. I need to, go, I got to go up there and get it first. <laughs> I also bought one from there, the honey horchata. It's excellent. Olivia's burning the coffee scented one. Um, I think Aaron's going to put some of these online, but... That's a great candle. And then I did, I did just buy a couple from Target because, you know, we got budgets. I understand how a budget works. So I went to Target and bought myself a few candles. And here where, again, it won't really feel like fall for a really long time. And I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you realize this. But you and I last year had that Cheer Her On weekend planned. And we don't have that this year. Oh, I realize. (laughs) I know. <laughs> we don't have that this year. <laughs> I've been thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> we don't have that this year and I'm really concerned I'm not going to get the fall feelings I need. Wait, can we do that? Can we can we make
1: can we have a fall tradition?
0: I know we do I know we're trying to do like New York as
1: a tradition, but can we also just go to New England in the fall?
0: Yeah, can
1: we can we look at flights? Can, for my birthday? Can they be, wait, can we do something for my birthday every year?
0: Ashley's <laughs> <laughs> rubbing her face. Okay, that's what we need to do because I am really missing... And I loved Cheer Her On, which if you're listening to this, I think Cheer Her On still has tickets available and you guys should go. Um, I was recommend. It was so fun last year. And it's just a great chance. Like now I think you and I could go to New England by ourselves and know what we wanted to do. But it was really fun the first time to go and have somebody, Melissa like knew all the spots to go. Like to, Like it was perfect. So I'm just really sad that we don't have that, which I think is why I bought... Uh, fake leaf light up garland and I think it's also why I have a lot of fall candles going in my house right now that makes sense let's go yeah we cope however we can okay that's what I'm buying anything else from you that's it for me all right um this was off the shelf and off the cuff uh with (laughs) with Ashley and Annie (laughs) um thank you guys so much for listening uh Ashley we will see you the next time we talk it'll be time to talk holiday all right this week, I'm listening to Land of Milk and Honey by C. Pam Zen. Ashley, what are you reading? I'm about to start The Farmer's Wife by Helen Rebanks. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at BookshelfTville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's podcast episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Cami Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Kate O'Connell, Kristen May, Linda Lee Drost, Martha, Stacey Lau, Chanta Combs, Stephanie Dean, Ashley Farrell, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Susan Eulings. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and helps us reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review, and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.